and we're in the back of the car and he's driving us. And I don't even never told you a story. No, driving, I haven't heard this one. And he turned around the same way that when you and I are in the car and you're like, oh, Mike, make it right up here. Right. He's like, listen, we're going to go to a few checkpoints. Um, if we have to just run over anyone at the checkpoint, don't be alarmed. It's not a real checkpoint. I'm like, what? It is Tuesdays at Get Parts. I'm here with my friend Matt. Woo! Cheer. Cheers. Uh, we're drinking a porter. No, we're no, drinking. No, uh, no. What is this? It's we're drinking coffee. It's coffee. We're it's drinking coffee. coffee the day after yeah. Christmas. We got uh, JW. What's up, JW? Dude, take a day or two off. It's Christmas. Well, uh, yes, but we're in town tomorrow. So <laughs> exactly. We figured we would do just a little something, something the day after Christmas, right? Yeah, we needed to do something. Get out of the house and try to wake up a little bit. Thank you. You obviously, let me go back to, let me, you, you don't have kids. This is a day off. Leaving the house going, Matt, you're around, right? He has to, he has to work uh, get parts here on the Upper West Side. So I'm like, get me out of the house. I'm leaving as soon as we're done. What time are we done? Uh, in five minutes. Oh, we're we're going to do a quick, uh, we're going to do a quick stream today and get the hell out of here. Debbie up there in Boston. We got Craig. Welcome to Get Fots, everyone. Uh, we got uh, Kill the Batman. Merry Christmas. Oh, well, Merry Christmas to everybody. But you know what? It's no Christmas is over. No, no Merry Christmases. This should be a new holiday right here. The day after Christmas. Cheers. Cheers. We can all breathe a sigh of relief. It's over, bitches. How was your Christmas, Matt? It was fine. It was fine. How was yours? What, what was what was wrong with yours? Why are you just saying fine? Because it's, it's too hectic, right? You know, yes, it was. It's very hectic, and my my daughter's a little too young to quite appreciate it. So it's not like we had to be, you know, prepared all the way for it. But um, oh, so you're not uh, staying up all night putting toys together? No, got up so got up at six a.m. To, to to wrap everything and stuff them under the tree, and then you know. We're, we're she was kind enough to wake up at six fifteen. Ah, so well, the, the best part of Christmas, like, so with me, ever since I've been with my wife, which is a long time now, we go down to Philly for Christmas Eve. Huge party, lots of food, drinking, football on the TV, all the cousins uh, opening up uh, Christmas gifts, mm -hmm. and then we get in the car around ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night. How's that traffic? It was non-existent. It's like it was the quickest ride of my right. life, but. Getting home at 12, 1230, then we have to set up Christmas in our house. And back in the day, my wife was like, no, no, I know we got our daughter a dollhouse. You got to put it together. No. So at 2, two 3 in the morning, I'm putting uh, together a dollhouse. You're so selfless, you know? I mean, Thank you, man. Thank you. Give me, a, give me a cheers for this. Cheers. Thank you. An old Spanish king. And all old that. Spanish king. So, uh then we would finally get to bed around 3, 3.30 in the morning, and then the kids would wake up at 7, and they would wonder why mommy and daddy are tired all day uh, Christmas morning. But we're sort of out of that now that they're older. We don't have to put the gifts uh, together in the middle of the night. So. so how many years left before you don't have to worry about that stuff anymore and you just throw sleep all day? Just throw presents at them? Yeah. I, I think you got to do it all the way until they go to college, I think. What? And then after college, they come back and they expect some some shit. Uh, well, we'll see. About but it. this was the first year that I looked at my wife and I went, oh, my God, they don't believe in Santa Claus anymore. If We finally got the realization. 13 and 11. That's not bad, though. That's Yeah, that's a, that's a good holdout. But then I was kind of hinting and my son gave me a dirty look and my wife a dirty look like, look. 
I understand what's going on here, but let's let's keep the magic going. Let's not openly talk about it because he he wants to just like sort of make believe he's believing. If that makes sense, does yeah, that make sense? It does, but that denial—it's it's a form of denial. Well, yeah, well, it's the only time that uh, I've ever lied to my kids because we always teach them see not. What, to, you see what this stuff does to us? Well, <laughs> yes, because now they're like, "Well, Dad, geez, you've been lying about really one of the well, biggest." You things. stopped lying to your kids early, <laughs> right? They're terrible parents. So, but uh, Christmas was absolutely awesome. But Good. I'm I'm breathing a sigh of relief. It's over. Now we can relax. Well, my wife and I had the agreement, the same agreement you and I had. Like, hey, we're not doing something for each other, right? You, you don't get me something, I don't get you nothing, right? It's like, all right, good. That's nice. So wife and I had the same exact thing. Yeah. And then I get on, I get there, and she's got like four presents for me. I, I, now, I'm the asshole. Right. Right? But she is. Right. Because she snuck them in after the agreement. So anyway, I don't that, mean that, honey, if you're watching. But if no, you're not. Oh. No, you mean it. Tell her you mean it, Matt. Tell her you mean it. I do mean it. <laughs> That's why I said it. Uh, Same shit happens in my house. Me and my wife make an agreement. Like, look, it's all about the kids. Let's mm -hmm. make sure they have a good Christmas. I don't know what to even get you anymore. She's like, agreed. And then like two days before Christmas, she's like, I I'm warning you. I didn't get you anything. <laughs> and at that point, I was wandering around picking up shit, even though like, like you just said, we had this agreement. I had a stack of presents for her. And then of course. And just in case, did you hide them? Uh, no, they were they were under the Christmas tree, and of course I had a huge stack. So this whole thing of not getting each other presents uh, isn't working out. See, it's all lies. It's this all whole Christmas lies. thing. It's all lies. It's all lies. Anyway, but uh, so Millie, what does Millie think at this point? Oh man, well, all right, for the people so, that don't know, uh, Matt's daughter, we're starting to get closer to two years old than yeah, not. She'll and, be two in March. So, but uh, she real she realized. At, at a certain point that all those presents were for her right and that was awesome because i got it on 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 video and the smile oh man just the smile and she recognized that was that was special but now that means that next year is going to have to be uh real oh, real man. christmas all right all right so you you had the buffer but now it's over now you're gonna it's be done. in and now you're gonna yeah. be now you're gonna be in the middle of and the she's night, gonna putting be telling the baby together. what to expect right so now yeah it's on now I'll put the Get Parts hat on the website. People want this hat. we got to put a few on my website. Let's do it. I could do that. Yeah. We'll do that for you, Richard. Yeah. All uh, all money going to Matt. Thanks. Well, I mean, I think that I, at that point it's a wash because I drink for free here. So then. <laughs> anything, so, anything to get a couple of bucks back in the pocket. That'd be nice. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. I got the hiccups now. <laughs> oh, it's called Boxing Day, you Yankee plebe. Oh, today's Boxing Day, right? Yeah, I guess so. Isn't that a Canadian thing? I think it's one of the other jabrones. I think it's a because I lived in Western New York and people would go. I don't understand Boxing Day. I do you do you know Mike? I know. All right, get over here, Mike. My old producer, Mike Sappho's in town. He used What's up, Mike. He used to produce the Opian Radio podcast, and then everyone died, and then uh, Mike, <laughs> Mike decided out of work. I, I was worried. Hang out with you anymore. I was worried, and uh, yeah, you're onto something with Boxing Day, the 26th. You should yeah. uh, look into it. 26. I believe, yes, it's 26. Oh. I believe it's in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, Canada. and the UK. Right. And it started, I could be wrong, I don't have my phone to check, used to give uh, gifts to the poor. That's well, what that's that is? unfortunate, and now uh, and now they did use it for sales, like President's Day and stuff, but that's what it originally started as. Wait, is that's that's what it is? It started as giving the gifts to the poor. It has nothing to do with face punching. <laughs> <laughs> no. When I lived in Buffalo, uh, Canada had all these deals, right? 
So, but if if you get caught at the border and they ask you what you got, you're like, oh, I got, I, I bought a shirt, even though your whole car's packed with shit. And what they would do is they would leave the boxes behind in the parking lots of all the places they were shopping at. So then if they got checked at the border, they go, no, this is just my suitcase. <laughs> this is my stuff. This is my suitcase of clothes. Yeah. What are you talking about? That's what huh. I thought Boxing Day was. The, the fact that they left all the boxes all over the parking lots in Canada where it's people creative. were shopping for deals. It's right. a creative idea you had. I, but I think that's what it is. It's definitely not it. <laughs> I was so worried when I told you I was going to meet you up here for a little bit. I was so worried you were going to post about the podcast with someone I used to do radio with. I'm like, oh, God, they're going to be disappointed when they see my face. That's uh, what they're going to do. <laughs> Mike, Mike uh, I mean, Mike still helps out with the podcast, but not as much as the old days because, you know, the whole thing collapsed, right, Mike? It was uh, Carl's tra uh, tragic passing and then Vic's. Mm -hmm. and then COVID happened, so we had no way to even do the podcast. Right. So, nice. and you weren't about doing Skype. I'd be in Brooklyn. You were at your place. You were right. on the beach. Yeah. And now we're going to tell another guest it was all over the place. And mm -hmm. then, and, and you were too busy getting your hair done and you're too busy getting snipped. Like, travel now the world. he's done with that. Huh? Now he's, he's done with that. I'm he's done now. I'm free he's now. Back. I'm free now. I just travel now. That's all, it. All right. Then start doing mm. the. Uh, why don't you start showing up here every Tuesday with us? I'll be here. We, we would love to now. have you. Yeah, I know now. you're here now, but first of many. Yeah, Matt didn't recognize me when I walked in. That was a uh, that was uncomfortable. I had the light in my eyes. We sta we're staring at each other. I'm like, he doesn't remember. I'll see it 20 times already. Look, Sappho, what's up? That's my guy. People remember you, of course. Uh, so Mike Sappho went to where did you go? Turkey. We were talking about traveling or cosmetic well, procedure. Let's go. I mean, let's go with the obvious. You have hair. I have you hair got, now. You a got more hair. hair than me now, yes, you bitch. Not as good as Matt though. I'm up there. Well, I'm close. Yeah, don't even. Matt, you don't have to mention Matt, it. Don't, Matt, no, don't. <laughs> that flowing hair looking great. Yeah, I know. He, he anyway, to, so he has to show off his uh, superhero uh, hair. That's why I wear Matt hats when I'm with my friend Matt. I, I'm still okay up there, but when can, can, you have too much hair. Can we start like, pulling it out? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. You can pull it a little bit, but yeah. not out. Uh, but Sappho, you know, you're going a little thin up top, and you oh, decided to go. a little thin. I was going a lot thin. Okay, so that's what I thought you were talking about, the haircut you got. That's a long way for a haircut, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting it now. No, Mike. I'm starting to wake up. Second espresso. Mike's like, I got to take care of my hair. He did yes. his research, and he decided to go to Turkey. Istanbul, Turkey. Istanbul. The number one place to get your hair done. Yeah. yeah. Istanbul, Turkey. <laughs> so I went out there just for business. I've been there before for vacation. Business trip. Left on a Sunday morning, got there Sunday night, procedure Monday, cleaning up on Tuesday, back to work Wednesday night. Wow. Wait, yeah, you only great. missed a couple days to get new hair in I Turkey? Two days of work. Two days of work. I was Tuesday and went that, yeah, Saturday and Tuesday, and it's two days. Showed up work with a shaved head and right. started growing in like a chia pet. And right. And you had to sneak in some coffee and some lamb dish and then yes. go back to work. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Now he's got this thing in front, like a little wave. Like you're just did you pick that, or did they make that? that well, no, that's just because I haven't got a haircut. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wave. And, and the, the thing wave. is, it's actually a lot thicker. Yeah. And I went to some barber, and he, he's like, "Bro, your hair is way too thick." <laughs> too so thick. He did. Right. Yeah, so he, he, he thinned it up. So now I'm, I got nervous. Uh, I go, yeah. miss. I go back there to get it redone. So oh, walk right. us through the the like the procedure. You 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 uh, land in Turkey. I land in Turkey at well now my wife Julia did insane research. Right. What I mean like your wife is like my wife. Yes, yeah, she did all the, the research. I just googled best place in Turkey. I exactly. Going. I would have went to uh, Beyond, New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I would have went to somewhere stupid. My thank God I got. Hey, are you Turkish? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> my hands like I give you right. right. So uh, you, you land there. They pick you up like a you know great car. They drive you to a five star hotel. Mm -hmm. is, like, it, is it part of the whole package? Whole package. Oh, so you pay like a package you deal. You pay a package deal. All you pay for is the flight. Holy <clears throat> crap. And they put you in a five-star hotel? Five-star hotel. 
So you get there. Is, is the hotel filled with people just uh, getting procedures? Half and, and half. It's half and half. You see a lot of bull dudes. Right. And a lot of uh, a lot of women actually covering their teeth. Right. And this surprised me. There was a lot of um, Asian people there who have amazing hair. I'm like, what are you guys doing getting their beards done? What? Yes, a lot Ooh. of people get their beards done. What? <clears throat> Wait, yeah. they're getting thick beards? Thick beards. Because don't they, uh, can we talk like, they, they don't grow can we that. talk they're like, uh, what's on your mind? They don't can we talk generally? Yeah. Is it true the uh, the Asian population they can't grow a, a thick beard in general? Is that what you're trying to say, well, there, I, Mikey? No, not at all. I think it's just like us. Lot, <laughs> some people of all races lose their hair. Some people don't grow the greatest beards. So I'm Wait, there. I didn't know they did procedure for the beard. They do. When I Holy – I had no idea. I knew they did the hair, obviously. I knew they did the Merkins or whatever the hell for the, the, the down below, right? I don't know. I didn't they get that must. Far. The Merkins. I, must. They do everything. Next time you go, bring a menu back. I'm I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they pick you up in a nice car. They're dropping a five-star hotel. Yeah. I go to sleep, and they're like, we'll be here at 8 in the morning. 8 in the morning. They pick me up. They drive me 10 minutes. I'm in Istanbul. And I go to this beautiful medical facility. Mm -hmm. It looked like it looked like out of a movie. Holy shit! So like, yeah, it was all like high tech. And the doctor sits me down. He's like, "Okay, here's your hair." He shaves your head right on the spot. Right. So I'm like freaking out. Now there's no turning back. Right. And he's like, "Okay, where do you want the hairline?" I'm like, "Here." And the guy's like, <laughs> "And they know they punch it up." Right. They like, show you what it's gonna look they're like. You look uh, ridiculous. Your natural hairline. Yes, yes. Right. They're like your natural hairline's right here. We're gonna do that. I said, "Okay." He's like, Are "You ready?" I said, "Yes." They lay you down like in a massage chair, so your face is through the thing. Uh -huh. And I wish I, well, I'll give you videos to post. Yeah, and they just basically like it feels like a cheese grater, taking all the hair out that of your head. They, they, they numb it though, Matt. They okay. numb it. All right. And then you sit up and you just see thousands of pieces of your hair, thousands of follicles of your hair on a plate. Oh my god! And then there's like five nurses, female nurses who have already had procedures done to themselves to make themselves look a little different, <laughs> and. They give the doctor the needle and you lay down. I showed you the video and they insert hair into your head one by one. And I'm like, and I'm just laying there on the phone reading a book. A few hours later, two hours, like, hey, you want a break? I'm like, I'm good. Go, He's go. Like, okay. Right. Maybe four hours. Like, okay. You ready? I'm like, I sit up. He's like, all right, you're done. <laughs> done. I'm like, that's it. He goes, that's it. I'm like, what happens now? Now I'm freaking out. I'm looking and my hair has all bumps in it. Right. They rub some lotion on it. They're like, go to the hotel. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Wow. And then there's like, you can't be, you know, you can't, head has to be down. You have to like, you know, keep your head back. Yeah. So I did that. I woke up early in the morning. <clears throat> I had a headache, obviously. I woke up in the morning. They cleaned it. They foamed it up. They sprayed it. They said it's perfect. Next morning, my flight was at four in the morning. They picked me up at like one in the morning. They do one more cleaning. They put a headband on your head. Why the headband? Because when you fly, they don't want your head to expand. So now I'm going to be embarrassed. <laughs> now listen, listen. <laughs> I get to the airport and there's around 100 dudes with headbands. No. <laughs> really? <laughs> And you from all over the world, and you look and see. Oh, I, that one went to Doctor Sinek. That one went to Doctor Hughes. That one. Oh, they have the name on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was wild. And now that's came, cool. So I, you flew home a, a whole plane with guys that got their hair done. On my flight, there were sixteen people. Sixteen. I counted. And I was trying to take pictures. I'm like sixteen yeah. people. You guys should have did a group shot. That would have been hilarious. And it was funny because I got a guy I worked with got done. Right. And like he's like, no, I just use different shampoo. I'm like, bro. Like, I, but I went in there like kind of like Eminem and Eight Mile. I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm telling everyone like, I'm putting my. I'm getting my hair done. So I came back and then uh, I'm like, yeah, I got it done. So I didn't have to hide it with a hat or anything. It just kept growing. It's, it's yeah. in, in person. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely insane. It just kept growing and growing insane. and growing. It was, it was no scar in the back. It was yeah, because like the old days, they would cut out a patch in the back. And you see those guys walking around New York when, 
when it didn't work, and now they got that mm-hmm. really bad, ugly scar on the back. Your the back of his his head is shaved and where I they got the hair a, from. I still get a skin fade, and you don't. There's not even a line there, so it's it's great. unbelievable. Yeah, it's All right, holy crap! Well, is, when I'm about eighty, I might need that. Also, remember, yeah, this yeah you're gonna one. you're gonna make it to yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> you're never gonna need that. On the turkey. Yes, it was actually a great one of the best decisions ever made. I was very happy with it. Right. Not expensive at all. It's you know, I was supposed to go with four guys, three bailed, one went to Jersey to get it done. Right. And uh nine months later, had to go to Turkey to get it redone. Right. Other one went to DR and it was it's good. Why so why is Turkey the place to go for this? How do they get the reputation? Uh I think it's cheaper businesses and stuff because there's doctors from all over the world that go right, there so right. they go there because i guess it's, it's a lot cheaper it's one of the most visited places in the world you've been there it's one of the most visited places in the world turkey is amazing yeah. and it's a great hub for the middle east did you get to wander around or oh, not yeah, i've been to turkey a few times i love Turkey. did you go to the blue mosque i did the blue mosque all that stuff did yeah. you buy a rug i didn't buy a rug they thought i was shady because i showed up there just a school bag They're like right because I, I, I was going there for business. I'm like, I'm going here for business. Get my hair done, coming right back. That's why. Yeah, it was man. A, that is so cool. Not expensive. All you do is pay for the flight. And honestly, I, I brought $300 with me cash. I came back with $250. I bought food across the street for three wow. days. Yeah, that's it. That's great. Yeah, it was incredible. Good for you, Mike. Good move. Yeah, it is a good move. You look uh, you look a lot younger now. Thank you. I do. Holy crap. Thank you. It's a no, it's a no, no kids thing. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my back hurts now. <laughs> right. Um, and, and Mike also does uh, some uh, traveling. Where have you been lately? Uh, How many countries have you been to? 96. Oh, 96 countries. 96, yeah, yeah, yeah. 96 countries. All right. I did a bunch of crazy ones. I just got back from the Congo. Is, oh. That's not a crazy one, though, for you. Well, no, it's one of the most dangerous places in the world. It's actually it's one kind of crazy. Oh, yeah, so it's, it's one of your most dangerous it's ones? It's the most dangerous. That, it was worse than Afghanistan and Ukraine. It was really? the, oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, the Congo was the most insane one I've done so far. I did Afghanistan, which was wild. Right. Well, tell tell me about Afghanistan first. Afghanistan's really, really, really difficult to get to. So it's because they don't get visas. This is right before the Americans pulled out of Afghanistan. Right. I knew what was going on. I knew I had to get there. So you need someone to sponsor you to a lot of these countries. So you need a family or someone to be like, I'm going to bring Mike Saffo with me. If he does anything stupid, my family's responsible. Right. It happened in Pakistan. So now just say I go there and I went to Pakistan. You're crazy. And just, say I act, just say I act a fool, do something stupid. If I, you know, uh, disrespect religion or rob a store, that family is in more trouble than I am. Right. So Afghanistan, I have to like make friends. So I just, you know, I have a little podcast, I have a few listeners. So I told this guy from Afghanistan, who was a famous tour guy, to come on my show. And I friended him. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I would love to come there. Hence, I got the letter of invitation. Mm. But I'll tell you a wild story. So I'm in Afghanistan. Okay. I'm in Mazar e Sharif, which is up north. Ah, oh, no one goes there. I don't believe I've told your story. I was supposed that, to, that uh, place used to be something. <laughs> that place went to shit, though, man. And it was uh, so I was there for two days. I was supposed to go to Kabul yeah. for two days. And it's like three in the morning, and I get a knock on my door. And it's my little tour guide, Noor. And he's like, okay, you, you, we got to go. I'm like, no, no, no. Our flight's at you know, 9 a.m. He's like, no, you have to leave the country. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He's like, they just blew up the school in Kabul. Remember all those girls? Oh, died? yeah. It's time to go. Yeah, he's like, you have to leave. I'm like, well, what do I do? Like, and now I'm bugging out, and there's barely Wi-Fi. I'm trying to text Julie. There's no Wi-Fi. Right. And he's like, we have to, we're going to take you to Uzbekistan. Now, right away, I'm like, like, now I'm bugging out with my friend, and we're in the back of the car, and he's driving us. And I don't even have told you a story. No, I haven't heard this one. And he turned around the same way that when you and I are in the car, and you're like, oh, Mike, make it right up here. Right. He's like, listen, we're going to go to a few checkpoints 
Um, if we have to just run over anyone at the checkpoint, don't be alarmed. It's not a real checkpoint. I'm like, what? So, so, so that's what he says. Don't worry about it. So now the first, checkpoint's the, not real. The first checkpoint we stop at, yeah. we give the stuff, and he, you know, he's, they're talking to each other, and they let go. And then we're driving. He's going like 50 miles per hour, kind of like in a desert scene. It's not the desert. I'm not going to exaggerate it. Right. And there's like four kids standing in the, in the middle of the street. I'm like, he's like, oh, this one's not real. And I'm thinking, he's going to run these people over. But he just like went on the, on the sand and just kept going. We get to the to the border, and the border is probably from here to like to say Broadway, maybe like a half a block. Yeah. And there's a ditch that's probably like four feet deep, because they make the cars go through the ditch, so there's right. not a bomb in the car. Right. They make the the car get wet. Oh wow! So he's like, "All right, they won't let me go any further. You have to walk across." So I walk across, and the guy goes, "What are you doing?" I'm like, he's, "I'm trying to go to Uzbekistan." He's like, "COVID test." I'm like, COVID? What? That's what they were worried yeah, about. Yeah, and he's like, uh, I'm like, oh, he's like, okay, we'll do a test. Uh, right. 24, 24 hours. I'm like, what do I do? He's like, go back to Afghanistan. He's like, or I give you a rapid test right now, $100. Ah. Sir, he's like, okay, you don't have COVID. And then um, <laughs> they let us in the country. And I'm like, okay, so now we're Googling. And we want to go to Tashkent, which is like the main city. I'm like, sir, airport's like three miles away. How do we get there? He's like, I'm not a tour guide. And they just left us just – we had to walk three miles with our luggage. <laughs> through, yeah, 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 yeah. I would have lost my sh- would you? Would you have lost your shit, Matt? Uh, well, it sounds like I'm not going to try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but, yes, Afghanistan was wild. Oh, Ukraine, my. Ukraine and then Congo with the three. Were you, in, uh, were you in Ukraine for the, you know, the, the war shit? Or? So my plan was to go. I knew I wanted to go to Ukraine. Right. So I tell my buddy, let's go to Moldova, go down to Romania. We'll do all that stuff. He's like, all right. We land in Moldova. We rent a car. I'm like, bro. We're like two hours from Odessa, Ukraine. He's like, I don't care. Like, we have to go. He's like, there's no chance we're going. I'm like, listen, let's go for a day. Jesus. So we uh, we drive two hours. We get to the border. And this part, it's going to – I'm not making a joke of it. You saw like 100 cars leaving. Right. Not one car going in. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They were like, what are you doing at the border? Please and, come in. Yeah. They're like, what are you doing? Right. I'm like, honestly, I just want to offer you know support. Does anyone need food? And the guy's like, there's a war going on. Right. I'm like, I know. I just want to go. The guy's like, you know, we're not – we're not responsible for you. Right. And uh, we rented a car from SIXT. It's like the uh, kind of enterprise out there in Europe. And we had to give a $5,000 deposit if something happens to the car. Usually it's like $25. Right. <laughs> so we get to Odessa. Casey gets hit by a missile. Yeah, all the bomb. Right. So we're in Odessa. And I don't tell anyone. I don't tell my wife, my family I'm here. And we're there. The oh, whole she day. must love you. Oh, we, we, Where well, are you now, Mike? I'm in the middle of you. No, I lied. I said I'm in Moldova. Right. And then we go. So now it's like 7 o'clock at night. And, you know, everywhere we go, it's like shutting down. There's an 8 o'clock curfew. So I'm like, we need a hotel. I go on booking.com. I get a hotel. And as we go in there, the girl's like, can you leave tomorrow morning? I'm like, okay. Yes, I'd like to. And I'm like, why? Yeah. And she's like, and she's like rolling her eyes. And she's like, tomorrow's the one-year anniversary of the war where – we're experiencing threats. I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize. I'm oh, like, oh my God. God. So then I'm like, you know what? I text my wife, my brother. I'm like, hey, don't be mad. I'm in Ukraine. Promise you won't yeah, be yeah. mad. And, and outside my hotel room, it said nearest bomb shelter with an arrow. Right. So we, we hung out there for two days. And we stayed one more day because I wanted to see more stuff. And then we got out of there. So those were the two uh, – Back to back wild ones. Did did you like did you like stay at a hotel? In yeah, Ukraine? yeah, the, the Amsterdam hotel was it nice? Was Gorgeous. It, no one was there. <laughs> oh, no one was there. But I mean, did you pretty cheap because of the war? Right, super cheap. Did you get a feeling that people were just living their lives, or, or well, you could feel that it was pretty intense? Like in Odessa, because it's kind of far removed. It's all it's it's far from Kiev and all that stuff. Right. It seemed like everything was normal. But when we left a few months later, there was a few bombs that did happen there. But when we were there, it was just it was it was honestly a party atmosphere. <laughs> Everyone was really 
loving life. You didn't, if you were there, you didn't know what right. was going on. Like, it's funny. You didn't see one Ukraine flag in the window. I'm like, wait a minute. In my neighborhood, there's Ukraine flags everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. There's some in this side neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not that look, that's not that that's bad. I'm no, but you look there. up and you see the Ukraine flags, you see the Israel flags. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are all flying flags in this course, uh, in this city these days. Yeah. Right, right, right. So tell us about the Congo. The Congo has always been like a dream of mine. It sounds and you just got back. Just got back. The Congo it sounds corny. Remember a Great Adventure Six Flags? Sure. Uh, there was that ride, Congo Rapids. I never did it. That's and, why you went. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was super yeah. young. <laughs> right. And I remember there was a map that said Congo Rapids. Like we were there, the Congo. I'm like, it's a real place. You can ride down the Congo River. Yeah. I'm like I always, I have to go there eventually. But it's not humanly possible to go to Congo. Anyway. Wait, you're not allowed to go to the Congo? Is the, it an emergency? The is very difficult to get. Right. So how do you get, I don't even want to know. So I met a few people. Uh, like I want to go. And the, I don't want to say ruse. But the uh, excuse I give is that I go there to watch World Cup qualifying soccer because that's when the country shuts down. Right. So I find out when the world – so there's a World Cup qualifying match December uh, December 15th. Right. I'm going. Right. I tell the government, hey, I want to go. I write them a letter. Fine. So I went out to the Republic of the Congo. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, I flew to the Republic of the Congo, which is the nicer of the Congos. It was actually gorgeous. It was beautiful. Right. And then we had to take – I wish I had pictures to show, which I do, but I'll show you – and we had to take the ferry across to the Democratic Republic of Congo. It was the scariest, um, sketchiest place I've ever seen in my life. There's no rules. There's no traffic lights, traffic signals, cops. It took us two hours and 12 minutes to go one mile. Oh, wow. my. Why? Because there's just no traffic. There's, we stopped at a roundabout. Right. And I have video of all this. We're at the roundabout, and there's like, I'm not joking, a goat walking across, a guy getting a haircut, <laughs> a lady with a rickshaw, a guy selling a tissue. And I tell my guy, I'm like, are you going to go? He's like, no, no, we're like the fourth car. I'm like, around about. He goes, yeah, up there when one of the cars are kind of like bumping into each other. Yeah. And then our lane goes. Like, so we just get bumped into. Cops come in. They'll just, it is chaos. Kind of a tag you're it. Kind of yeah, we finally got to the hotel. I stayed at a five-star hotel. And I'm, you know, five-star hotel. Yeah. And the stadium was 1.5 miles from the, from the hotel. The game started at six. It was four. The guys are like, we're not making it. And it's a mile away. I'm like, can we walk? He's like, you can't walk. I'm like, why can't you walk? It's not the safest. Huh. He's like, honestly, he's like, you don't look like a Congolese guy. They're gonna rob, rob you. Right. So I'm like, listen, got now. Ready? I ticket to the match. I'm like, we gotta go. So we get in the car. We didn't move for an hour. <laughs> I'm like, can we do a scooter? He's like, you might be. I'm like, well, I'll go. On it's one mile away. You can 1. pretty 5. much. Oh we saw the stadium. God. So we see the stadium, and we go on a scooter. We get there, and. We get our section. There was 50,000 Congolese people. I'm playing the drums, the bongo. And it was it was anything you can ever imagine. So you did get into the game. Oh, I went to the game. Right. I got myself a jersey. All right. I won 2-0 in Mauritania. Right. And how did you get back? How long did it take to get back? After the game, it was 40,000 people for celebrating. Right. They won. Right. Yeah. So afterwards, I'm like, what do we do? I'm like, now it's pitch black. Oh, boy. They right. win. And the guy's like, listen, you're going to get on a scooter. And I basically rode like me like it was Congolese dude me Congolese yeah. dude like they were, everybody was super cool with me because they're like this guy's wearing a jersey he's right. screaming for us they don't know what they were, who is this guy right they thought I was military well, yeah, they thought like, I was UFC right some guys like taking pictures UFC I'm like oh, I hope this guy doesn't think I can fight right this guy's like doing this I'm like oh yeah bro you know <laughs> but I was there I went to the stadium where I leave Fort Foreman right wow. the rumble in the jungle I saw yeah. some cool stuff there it was a cool place were you scared there Never scared, but always like head on a swivel. Right, mm-hmm. and and how was the food and all that? Food was good. A lot of um springbok, different meats and fishes. I don't know what a springbok is. And it's called fufu. Sounds no. like a German beer. No, no. <laughs> yeah, it's called. Do you have that on tap? <laughs> <laughs> Two springboks, please. Yeah. So, so we have. Do you guys want a beer? 
I'll, I'll do a you beer. Want a beer? Beer? You want a sure. beer? Everyone get a beer? I'll be right back. All right, Matt's going to. I have no way to leave my arm. That's Sit. Yeah, so the Congo is cool. We had Fufu, which is like a. Did you get to see? Uh, is there uh, wild animals there? I, I went to see. Oh, I'm like see. rhinoceroses. No, I saw that before. I Hippos. Is it called the bonobos or the bonobos? They're like the little gorillas. Right. They're uh, the closest. They think closest linked to us. They're the only animals that French kiss each other. Oh, they kiss Jesus. with tongues. They have periods. So we went to their sanctuary. Every because, every animal has a period, right? I don't know, but they they French kiss each other they, and. The thing is, they're, they're smaller yeah. and um, they're kind of endangered. So there's a whole sanctuary you went to go see, which was awesome. And you were watching French Kiss? Were you getting turned on? <laughs> a little bit. It was it was cool to see. They walk around. They, they're human-like, which is right. It, it was wild to see. French kissing. So then after that, I went to Senegal, and that was Senegal was gorgeous. So that was a safe place to be. And and did you go on a like a? Can you go on safaris there, or is it more like just the animals that are in the, the area? Congo is more gorilla trekking. It was more gorilla trekking, but I went there for the soccer match. That's right. Hence why I went there. If the government asked me, I had to show them that. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. Did, yes. you, did you see any gorillas? Yeah, but the bonobos or the bonobos, I feel like I don't know how to pronounce it. But yeah, we saw Oh, I know what you're talking about. Those are the big suckers. No, they're, they're bigger. They're big, but they're not as huge as the, as the huge, like, um, regular gorillas. Regular ones. Okay. They're very human like. So. Yeah, that's what I mean. I go If you look up a picture of, uh, I don't know how to say B -O -N, it either. B O N, I, I hate the word. They look. They look very much like they yes. mate. They mate for life. Yes. They kiss with their tongues. It's oh, those are the ones you were talking about. Yes, but you yes, said yes. they were smaller. Well, we have the baby ones yet. It's, it's oh, a sanctuary. all right. Now I got it's like you. An orphanage. No, I know what. I know exactly which. Uh, yeah, that was wild. You're talking about. They look a lot like humans. It's kind of creepy. It was wild to see. It was cool. Um. Oh my God. So world traveler. What else about the Congo? Like I don't know how you do this stuff, dude. Like you're you're never scared when you're in these. You know, my biggest issue is getting people to come with me. Right. So I'm like, if I right now reach out to, hey, oh, you have a weekend? Let's go to Germany. Right. You're like I'm in. Right. You always tell me if I go to normal places, I'm gonna. Yeah, come. I would do that in a second. But also, it's like, let's go to Ukraine or the that's or the Congo. That's the Afghanistan. Issue. I'm like, why? No. So that's the issue. So my next big one, it's one of the holy grails of traveling, Turkmenistan. What's that? 